It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. All right, corner three, Friday morning. Some of you probably uh, may be listening to this Thursday night. Chris Williams and Brent Bloom with you here uh, as Iowa State goes on the road this weekend to Oklahoma State. And um, we'll get to that here coming up. I, w- I do want to thank our presenting sponsor, which is MacDyne and the MacDyne Corporation. They also bring you Williams and Bloom on Sunday evenings. Uh, I actually, I, I told you this last weekend, Bloom, but uh, a friend um, just applied for a marketing slash IT type of job at MacDyne. So I hope he gets it. And I, 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 I'm not going to try and interfere. Are you going to be pulling strings? Well, you know. I mean, I feel like I might ha- I might, might need to, but I, I also know that the hiring process at MacDyne, they have a lot better ways of doing things than listening to idiots like me. Correct. It's very sophisticated. Not that you're not, C-Dub. Yeah, well. But, uh, they have a they have a Williams filter. They have, a, <laughs> they have an idiot filter there in their HR process. And that would be me. That is the <laughs> idiot filter. You need that. We did get, in, by the way, we did get invited to the social uh, last week, and we couldn't make it, but. I'm in next time. If you're listening to this, they're at the iconic Haverhill Social Club. That's right. It's like my favorite bar in Iowa. It's it's worth it if you want a, a trip off the beaten path. Um, okay, let's just dive right in. We're going to keep this somewhat short and pretty content heavy. Um, before we get to the Oklahoma State deal, I wanted to thank everybody who has reached out about the uh, Conrad Holly piece. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I told Stansbury, it was the day before we published it. I said, I think this is the favorite thing I've ever done. The story awesome. like is just, and I don't know if I've ever had anything that I've done get as much um, eyeballs, like as far as the amount of people who have read this thing and how it's being shared all across the country. I've had like four companies. This is more your world re- reaching out to me saying, we want to sign Conrad up to an NIL deal. And yeah. like it, his people really have resonated to this young man and rightfully so he is a, an exceptional human being. Um, and really glad that I got to tell his story and more importantly, glad that people liked it. And, um, he's, 
he's going to be around for two, three more years too. So that he could be one of the most popular cyclones of all time and, and really never play. But like when you watch him on the sidelines, I kind of, when we were in Portland, I was like to TJ, what's this kid's story? And he kind of was, and I'm like, Oh my God, this is fascinating. And I, yeah, thanks to Conrad yeah. for opening up. Cause he, he's not really a guy who likes to talk, believe it or not. And I thought, I was like, like, this could be really inspirational for a lot of people. And I'm glad he told a story. I think it's really cool. Very. I've had multiple people reach out to me that don't know you to say, hey, give C-Dub uh, our kudos for writing that. I was like, listen, C-Dub's a good writer, but that's all Conrad. That's what I told, what's I told him. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you've got a story like that to tell, it's not <laughs> right. difficult, really. Like you, and I'm then kidding. The, the way all of his teammates and coaches talked about him, it's, it was just so really inspiring. You know, it's fun, and I, I've had some interaction with Conrad, but we did a camp down in Des Moines in September, and I'd never met him before, and sent him all a text message, said, hey, we'd love to have you guys participate in this camp. And he sent me, like, a paragraph back just thanking me over the top for giving him the opportunity to work with the youth in Central Iowa and all these great things. And then you see him at the camp, and you're like, my first reaction, I'm kind of cynical. Is like this guy can't be for real. Like this isn't that's this is yeah isn't legitimate. Like there's nobody that can that is really like this. And you're like, wait a second, no, like he really is all the time, which is a credit to him, his family. I've gotten to know his dad a little bit, and dad's great down in the Kansas City area. So, what a blessing to have him as part of the program. I mean, he, you're right. So the old timers will remember Greg Hester uh, from back in the day. Remember or maybe Clint Varley. Yep. But uh, Conrad's going to go down there, you know, at, at, as an all-timer on the walk-on scene. He's actually a really good player, too. Not that they're ever going to need him, but yeah. this well, isn't just a just a guy out there. A little either. teaser, too, and this hasn't been formally announced yet. But so I had a lot of people reach out and be like, man, I would buy a Conrad Holly t-shirt. And it's like, that's a really good idea. Start talking with Conrad and Mike Martz about this. And... Conrad, as, as you would expect after reading the piece, was a little bit like, I just don't want to take away from my team. And and I said, well, how about this? How about we give some proceeds to a group that um, is for veterans? And he's all about it. So we're going to have... Awesome. So it, cool. We're going to make these a little bit bizarre, off the wall, you know, eyes popping out of your head, Conrad Holly type t-shirts, okay? These aren't <laughs> going to be your, you know... Fire up the grill like what we've normally done at Cyclone Fanatic. I believe they may be tie dye. Like it's going to be badass. So yeah, that's look, awesome. Look forward to those. Hopefully well, in the next week. And the, the, I know what you appreciate about what we get to do is to to get to know these guys and tell stories like that. I, mean, oh, I think that's the yeah, the beauty of uh you know I, I, nothing. Not that the Register of the Tribune wouldn't write something like that, but that's the neat thing about not having any constraints of what you can talk about is the ability to tell stories like that. Yeah, no, you're really right. It's it's hard when you are understaffed and you have to do the day-to-day thing like a lot of these other publications have. And we, we have some freedom here being that we're independent. So, no, uh, and if you haven't read it, I would encourage if you have kids, um, Conrad's story is really one that I think anybody can relate to if you're in an office, if you whatever organization, if you're um, on any sort of a team, he is the quintessential team. Like, like I said, everybody I talked to in one way or another in their own way called him the perfect teammate, which is, I mean, how, 
How awesome is that? Yeah, just a neat story. And anybody can take something from that. No what was this quote? You know, it, it, when it gets hard, that's when you learn the most. Or, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's true. It's, I, it's absolutely true. He goes, I like it when things get hard because that's when you learn or something along the lines of that. And how how how, how much you reflect that in, in our daily life and work and being a parent and all that stuff. Sometimes it's a nice reminder of like, you know what? Yeah. And I, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Just the whole... Guy's a D1 Power 5 scholarship quarterback. Yeah, and he seeks leaves. out Iowa State basketball to become a walk-on because he feels like it will help him grow as an individual because he wants to be a Navy SEAL. Like, th- that will never happen again. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that type of – just not only the – he wants to grow and be a leader and do all this team stuff, but – leaving a scholarship like that. Like, I mean, it's just a crazy story. Yeah. No, it made me want to get on the Peloton and like prove my worth to the world or something. Just because I feel, it, feel like a lesser human being. Funny. I had a Peloton moment too. Cause <laughs> it made me is like, well, why am I just sitting here riding the sitting bike? Why don't I listen to this in Spanish and learn another language while I do this? Because that's what Conrad would do. That's what Conrad would do. What would Conrad do? Um, oh, that's a great. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Okay, I'd like to get into – I'll get a couple quick thoughts from you on the Texas game, but we're well past that now in the cycle. Uh, Oklahoma State, it looks like if you look at the metrics, we're recording this Thursday afternoon, so we don't know the line. It's going to be around to pick them. I would guess anywhere from Iowa State minus one to plus one is where this will end up. Oklahoma State gets a nice – Really convincing win over its bedlam rival, Oklahoma, on Wednesday. And this is a game to me, Brent, where I'm I'm very confident about the Cyclones. How, you, how are you not at this point in, in who that team is and how they're developing? But I'm also very respectful of the Big 12. So to be overly confident going into a road game that's a total pick seems foolish to me. I think Iowa State's the better team here. But again, like, this is still the Big 12. You know, and I, I was foolish enough last night. I'm like, well, I think TCU's going to run West Virginia out of the gym because I think it, right? And then, and then that didn't yeah, happen at all. Right? So you just, in this league, like, confidence is a difficult thing when you leave your home arena. And then Oklahoma State has been the most, I would say, spacey of the teams. They've been awesome at times, and then they've been bad. And it's really hard to know. I mean, it, for them, it's it's honestly, they're a lot like Iowa State last year, where if they're making shots, they're going to beat anybody. I mean, they, mm-hmm. Chris, they're up in Allen Fieldhouse by 15 at halftime. But then the second half, could make a shot, end up losing the game. 
They're the best uh, metrics defensive team Iowa State has seen other than UConn, right? Yes, great defensive team. Problem is, turn the ball over all the time. And so if I'm looking at this, I'm going, oh my gosh, how is Oklahoma State going to be able to take care of the ball against an Iowa State team that is the best at turning teams over in the conference? That's So that's, the, that's story number one. Actually, real second, quick to correct that, Oklahoma State is better than UConn defensively. There you go. They're, yeah, ranked, is, they're ranked seven, oh, UConn is 12. UConn has fallen off the map bizarrely in the last two weeks. Really odd. Yeah, totally strange. So if Iowa State can turn them over, advantage Iowa State for sure. God, you're but right. They have, They've lost five of six. UConn. Yeah, has. it's been weird. Holy they, crap! They were and they're up 15 yesterday and then blew it. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That blew my mind. Okay. No, they they're they're definitely trending the wrong way. Not great for Iowa State's RPI. Not the end of the world. But Thompson and Anderson, their two guards, can be really really good. Like when. When Thompson is on, he's the best guard in the conference. When he's off, it can get ugly. And then Avery Anderson cannot make a shot this year for some reason. But he's proven it before, even against Iowa State. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm not confident at all going into this game. I do think it's a coin flip game. It's been such a weird deal at Gallagher-Iba. Yeah. Get this, C-Dub. Iowa State did not win there from 1988 to 2014. They lost for 26 years in a row. But since then... I would say it's one, I think, five of seven down there. Total bizarre. Now, yeah. the atmosphere has changed a lot. We've talked about where the Thunder have really taken away from both uh, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State from an atmosphere standpoint. It's not the same as it used to be. So, But last year's a perfect example against these guys. You beat them in Stillwater in a high-scoring game in overtime. Great game. And then you lose 53-36 to 36 at Hilton last year. In a game that everybody wanted to forget God. about. It was horrible. Just complete horrible. But that's who this Oklahoma State team is again. Great defensively. Offense is spotty and turns the ball over a ton. But if it's making shots, they are as good as anybody. Let's go back to um, pregame last week at Kansas. Our friend Chris Shipley tweeted into us that he thought Shun would have a big game. You pointed out the, the same. You mimicked that. Shun had great minutes there. Shun was uh, phenomenal against Texas. And I do think when you look at a game like this and you say, uh, Oklahoma State's a lot like Iowa State last year, you know, you're going to get deed up here, et cetera. To me, the difference in, you know, and Iowa State just has more options offensively we're seeing this year. It's not is, you know, Isaiah on or off today. Is right. Are you going to get that one out of every six games where Kalsher can hit four threes or grill? Like no, they're they're just more consistent. The 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 guy to me, and I, I had really good talk with Oshun after the game on Tuesday. I was gonna write a column on him, but I, I didn't I haven't had time to do it yet. That'll come at some point. But he was telling me, Brent, just about how much more comfortable he is now. It reminded me of talking to a rookie in the NBA where sure. I mean I remember when Doug McDermott was going through it. I remember a lot of these guys and, and you're just you're not used to playing that many physical games in a row. And Shun was telling me, yeah, I finally feel like he, he goes, I always thought that I was a big 12 high major type of player, but it is a different type of grind that you're just not used to when you get hammered this much. And he said, he's kind of finally feels like he's in his zone. And to me, he's really the difference maker here that will make this team a, a they're a good team right now. They're a good basketball team. They would be a pick to get – they would be seated in the Sweet 16 right now at the tournament started. 
to me, Absolutely. Shun's the one that takes them to a great type of level. He is, and I think I think uh, Saturday is an interesting challenge for him because you know Oklahoma State's different. You know, this isn't a Texas or a Kansas. They don't have that with about the big situation. They got two really good big guys defensively, like mm-hmm. elite in Boone and Cisse, who two of the best block shot guys in the league that can match up well with Shun. So what does that mean? I'm not sure. I mean, well, what I, I, what I, I the reason I brought him up is because Iowa State actually has a counter. Correct. Yeah. So you have a counter defensively is the big thing. And then, yeah, Shun will be at least draw some attention there, which is huge because then you don't have to rely on if the guys are making shots or not, because he can draw, even if he's not making shots, like I know people are killing Rob Jones against Kansas. Part of that is you, you need at least need to threat in there. That's capable of making a post move to keep the attention away from the wings. And that's why Caleb and Gabe and, and uh, Jaron have been have, have more open shots this year, but yeah, no, I agree. Shun's the X factor. If he can be as good as he's been the last couple of games, Iowa State, I, in my opinion, is a top 15 team in the country. If he's the Shun that kind of was in and out during the non-conference, that's eh, more of a top 25 team that's too reliant on the three ball. But if he's good and then Trey King's good, I think Iowa State's bigs are, you know, I've seen a lot of Big 12 basketball. I think Iowa State's bigs, one through four, five if you include Jazz, are as good as anybody's in the conference, which is I don't think the Big 12 is great in the post this year, but I think Iowa State can match up favorably with anybody, which you haven't been able to say in forever, it seems like. When's the last time Iowa State had you know the best post play in the Big 12? Well, I mean, think about the Texas game, though, because that was a terrible matchup for Jones, right? You could see in the first five minutes when he was out, like, this is, yeah. this is not going to be... was an undersized yeah. four. This yeah. is a bad matchup for, for Rob. So, and then there were foul trouble... Like King and Shun were awesome, right? Like, in, but my the the reason I say this, all of you obviously you all watched the game, you saw it, but there's options. Oh, yes, we need five exactly. from Ward. Okay, yeah, and, he was he he had very valuable minutes. Yeah, and even Watson, like he, I wouldn't really call him a big, but he can give you those types he, of minutes. Absolutely. So Iowa State. I'm, what, I'm, what is, I'm yes. bullish. I mean, the reason I brought up Shun, I know we've covered that, but again, a, a game like this, like I always say, one of the biggest miracles I've ever seen covering this program was last year when they won at TCU. I have no idea how they won that freaking game. <laughs> when you look at the post defense in that game and Eddie Lampkin and all that stuff, and it, and I just think of this team will still have droughts. It's still having offensive droughts, but man, the post play changes everything. Because you can totally. get putbacks, you can get to the free throw line. You have a guy like Shun who can actually make it. Rob, not so much. But then Rob's going to have a game where all of a sudden he's going to have twelve and go five of six from the field. Like we've we've seen that. Like I'm, I'm. That's where to me, like Kalsher's one thing, right? Like I keep waiting. Like okay, where's the other Gabe going to show? And no, this is who he is. Like I'm, I'm. All, he's going to have some bad games. Like he's not going to be perfect. Nobody should expect that. I think that he and Caleb, this is who they are now. And these post players, to me, it's just like, okay, so you, you kind of know where a floor is for Iowa State because it, I, they're not going to score 36 in a, in a Big 12 game this year because of guys like Shun. Absolutely, and they go together. Because Shun and Jones and King are getting more attention inside, you can't just leave them, you know, do their thing like a lot of teams did last year with Jones and Condit. Now the Wings have a little more ability to, to have some space. But also, C-Dub... Offensive rebounds for Iowa State have been a weapon this year. You saw it again yeah. against Texas, where the easiest three to make in basketball is a three-off an offensive rebound when you're stepping in. 
And obviously it's got a bunch of those, had a bunch of them against Texas. And that's where that size comes in. And the, the reason why, here's a stat for you. Iowa State leads the Big 12 in conference games in three-point shooting at 42%. I bet that shocks some people that Iowa State's been above 42%. But I do think, obviously, Kalisher and Griller are making a bunch. Holmes is making some timely threes. But the the ability to have an inside threat definitely helps outside as well that you don't have all that attention just taking away the three ball. All right. want to give a um, really shout-out to you and We Will and the We Will Collective as we are nearly sold out for the February 1st event. I got the number today, the updated number. What? Where are you at on sales? Are, are we shutting this thing down? If somebody is wanting to get a last-minute ticket, how do they do that? Better do it now if it's remaining. I don't know when you're going to listen to this, but as, as of 4.15 on Thursday, we had four tickets left. Oh, so... The tease was probably for no good. Well, That's good. I mean, it's yeah. So it's going to be awesome. We I did not envision selling out three hundred tickets at a hundred dollars a piece within five days. You don't have enough. But, you know, I I kept telling um, Jason just relax. Like <laughs> I, it's just funny because when I was in charge of this event for so many years, obviously not through a collective, but the old Cyclone Fanatic recruiting party. I was the guy freaking out about crowds. And now that I'm not like in charge of it, I'm like, like, ah, they'll show up. No, I actually think the, the fact that there's something tied to it, like we will. And like it, it incentivizes people to, to get out and do it. And it's not like if, if it feels more premium, which it is, I mean, there's, it clearly is, but no shout out to everybody who's signed up in in that quick, in that quick amount of a time. It, that'll be a really big boost for the collective as far as it's, fundraising it's, goes. Totally. And the neat thing is um, I locked in 15 of the players this morning. Oh, so wow. 15, 15? 15 football players there. Wow. So it's going to be, and they're so super pumped um, because they get to go out and meet Iowa State. Fans. And that's honestly like, listen, why are we doing this? We're doing it so Iowa State can get some name, image, and likeness money for sure. But there's also those extra benefits of, these guys can meet cyclones. They can be out, out and about, and they can get a little cash on the side to help themselves out. So, I mean, I can't wait. It's going to be outstanding. So can't thank the Cyclone Nation enough for the support. Now that we have this, and we'll, we'll give you guys an update Sunday night, but I do think we can lift the blackout restrictions. The, bl- the blackout's getting lifted. Okay. So yeah. we do plan on, if you're listening and you want to be a part of this event, uh, you want to – It'll be a reduced price. We're not going to charge $100, but it, there will be a small fee, and then you can watch the program with Matt Campbell, uh, Nate Shieldhouse, John Haycock. I also lined up Derek Hudger, who's the director of uh, recruiting, because I think that fans deserve to hear from him in this landscape. Um, I will have something from TJ Otzelberger. If we can get Otz there live, we're going to. It's in the middle of the season, so that's tough. Um, and then I have not bothered uh, Bill Finley as he's been going through the the loss of his mother. But sure. I'm sure that we'll – so they play that night, but I'm going to try and tape something earlier with Coach Finley. Awesome. So we look forward – it will be a great night. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. And then uh, this won't be the last of it either. I mean, the response has been so terrific that, you know, we'll do some other stuff too for all fans. So don't feel like you're – this is a one-time thing. I mean, you guys showed out and certainly appreciate it. And we're doing this the Iowa State way. You know, we're not we're not boisterous like uh, some folks on one side of the state. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll keep chugging along as quietly as we can. Uh, shout out to the Iowa State women who stave off a of game Oklahoma State squad on Wednesday night. That was a um, 
frustrating game to watch because I wanted them to win so badly for Coach Finley. It just yeah. they you know they'd pull away, and then Oklahoma State would find a way to. But they they figure it out. Sixty nine, sixty four. The women beat Oklahoma State. They moved to four and two in the Big Twelve. And they will host a Kansas team coming up on Saturday. So kind of a rare, feels like a rare Saturday game for the women. They just seem to play on, on Sundays a lot more. Kansas is 3-3 three and three in the league bloom. That program used to be really bad. They've kind of had a resurgence. So this is a different type of feel. But you look at the Big 12 standings right now. It's um, crazy. Even without Stephanie Suarez, the women are one game out of first place behind Oklahoma, who I think that even without Steph would be they'd be favored over in Hilton Coliseum when they come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got Baylor, Texas, uh, and Iowa State all there at four and two. So they're right in a big we got two teams in a Big Twelve championship hunt. Absolutely. I mean, credit to Iowa State yesterday. They didn't play great. Mm-mm. But got got so I was saying they saved them off. Like when yeah, you didn't you have just, your best effort, you figured it out. Gutty. Just gutty from everybody. Naidu was great, and that's what's going to take. I, I don't think you know they, they shot a bunch of threes, made a decent amount yesterday. But if Duke can give them that, you know, Denarski and Ryan and Jones are going to be there, and just uh, figured it out on defense. I mean, Morgan Kane had some valuable minutes. Duke came in there. You got a little bit from Zingaro, which is big. So they're not going away. I mean, the one thing you can say about Bill Fenley's teams, if there's any coach I want in charge when adversity hits, it's that guy. That guy's dealt with a lot. Um, he's dealing with a lot this year. But almost always, Iowa State gets better as the conference season goes on, and they are best when people start to doubt them. Not a shock at all that they they got a win uh, last night. Big-time game, though, because Kansas is a lot better. Coach Snyder's done a really nice job really there. Really good job. And, I remember and then I think, that was uh, the laugher. Oh, my gosh. They're, if Iowa State can keep winning at home, get undefeated at home, um, they're going to be right there at the end. Do we feel like we're at the point now where we're kind of like, okay, well, like, we really wish we had Stephanie, but now we can focus and move on a little bit. I, I, it took me about two weeks, honestly, like I, not two weeks, but close to, I, but I, last night I just felt that way. Coach Fennelly's gone. I saw Stephanie sitting there on the bench, Jody Steyer, who we adore doing a great job. It's just, okay. You're still in this through all this Absolutely. coach being gone, Stephanie, and you're still right there. Game out of first place. Iowa State still has a lot of good players, and I think for a while it was like, oh, man, feeling sorry for yourself. But as as Coach Fenley will be the first to say, nobody feels sorry for us around the league. So no. why do we feel sorry for ourselves? Let's let's go out there. It's almost a fresh start to the season. Um, you're getting the last, what do we got left? 15 games left of the Ashley Jones mm-hmm. Iowa State career. Mm-hmm. Let's make the most of it. You know, I mean, that's, that's kind of the way I have to look at it is she's still an All-American. Donarski's still an All-American. Emily Ryan's an All-American. See what you can do. And, yeah, you're going to have run into some issues like you did against Texas when they have some size against Baylor. But I was thinking still, the, the three ball is the great equalizer. This is still, you correct me if I'm overstating here. Is it, This is the best trio to ever play at Iowa State. Wow. Yeah, I mean. I mean, you go back to the yeah. freeze era and stuff like. You, yeah, it? I mean, you, if freeze, Taylor, Welly is really good. Um but I mean, statistically, bolt, bolt, Jones, you've bolt. got the defensive player of the year yeah, in Donarski. No, you, you've got, I mean, it, I think ask, Emily. Let's ask that question em, next time we have Bill. Let's ask him that because I would. I I like that. I like I like the Welly Freeze Taylor group. I could make I an also, argument that Emily Ryan's the most underrated player in Iowa State history, just because of who she's played near around. 
She doesn't just yeah, I, get nearly enough attention. No, she's leading the Big Twelve again in assists. That's yeah. why you see what I'm saying. Like it. Yeah. Listen, I know, and the the old timers are going to come at me for that, but like, it will be really. Bill won't give us an answer, but. <laughs> I know, and then and then I let me throw in Lacey, Bolte, Poppins, Poppins. They had that trio that was really really mm-hmm. good, and they went to an elite eight. Yep. I like that. Ezel was really solid. Now, Heather Ezel is the head coach at uh, Wyoming now. Do you know that? No, I didn't. Remember Heather? Yeah. We should have her on a podcast this summer. Yeah, she's that'd great. Be, that'd she's be awesome. a great coach. Yep. Thanks, Wyoming. Anyway, yeah. So, big game for them. What time is that game for them in Hill? Five o'clock. Okay, so you could, you could do the combo effort. Yep. Five o'clock coming up on, on Saturday. All right, it's corner three. Appreciate this, uh, Bloom. Thank you for your time. Uh, hope you guys enjoy the weekend, and we, of course, will be back on Sunday night. I don't know when we will. It, it might be a late recording. We may go back to the old because we got to watch Brock Purdy. Yes. When, when does uh, big big guy Brock play? 4.30, I think, so we're probably going to be 9.30, 10 o'clock recording because we've got to talk Purdy on the pod. It's Yeah, I mean, Purdy is the story. Yeah. So It's now the Purdy, the Purdy Niners fan club here. In Iowa. Well played. Yes. He's Brent Bloom. My name is Chris Williams. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Sunday night.